You know what, Sam? What? Piotr the Great is back. Yes, he is. Coming to you from the heart of Kane's country, this is the Kaniac Report. Your number one source for everything Carolina Hurricanes, hot takes, predictions, game analysis, and NHL news. And now your hosts, Sam Wallace and Sam Driscoll. All right, we are back with a new episode of the Kaniac Report. We hope you have had a good week. And Sam, we are filming our first episode in our new uh, place of living. Place of living, yes. We have gone from the centralized area of relocated Yankees to the lovely, quiet little town of Clayton, North Carolina. We are farther away from the Hurricanes, but you know what? That's not going to stop us from watching and attending Carolina Hurricanes hockey games. Yes, so um, I I believe I sent out a photo during um, before the New Jersey game of us watching it, so hopefully you guys got to see that, and yeah, it, I mean, that's part of our new place that we're staying in. We're really excited. It is a, f- a bit farther away from the PNC Arena, but I think we'll be able to manage. So um, we're going to go through some uh, some news here first. First news, this is going to be about our podcast specifically and the fact that we had our last giveaway, Sam. Went to Ali Dolinchik. I hope I pronounced your last name right. It was the first person to win on Instagram, and also, with all the giveaways, uh, we won all of them. Yeah. Hurricanes did on all the giveaways that we gave out, so I am very happy that all of our giveaway winners got to experience a win. Yeah, all of them got to experience a win, and usually something special it was like a hat trick game, a shutout game. It did not matter. It was always something great for the the fan who got to go for us. Um, and just as a thing, we re-upped for our season tickets next year. We have not chosen a spot. We're not going to be in the same spot next season, but we're hoping to have a little bit nicer of a seat. But we're gonna we're excited. We're gonna keep it up next season is the plan. Um, but we're gonna um enjoy it we're gonna have fun uh we're ready for the playoffs we won't we don't we aren't doing any giveaways for the playoffs those those games you know we're on limited budgets they're expensive but um we're gonna do what we can to cover the playoffs whether on the tv or in person so we're excited but we do plan to give away regular season tickets again next season we're glad we're able to um gift uh great caniacs like you huge caniacs like you all um Tickets for, for hockey games. We like to do one a month, so keep keep an eye on for next season. Uh, we believe this team is going to be great for years to come with the great management that we've had. Again, you've heard us. We, we disagree with what they did at the deadline, and I think you're going to kind of see why, especially over these last few games from Philadelphia to Vegas and to the first period of, you know, for you know, a little sneak peek, we're recording, starting recording during the intermission of the first period against New Jersey. Again, Carolina has not scored a goal since the first period against the Philadelphia Flyers. We believe they should have done more to help the the goal-scoring department, but we'll see what happens, right? Again, we do love management for the fact that they brought us from the dark ages to the present, where we're in the playoff spot. We believe this team's going to be great for years to come. We believe games that we give away aren't just games giving away because we don't want to go, but because it's fun to go watch hockey games for these folks, so... 
enjoy. And if you don't have season tickets, look into it. They're not that expensive. That's great. The organization's great. The team is great. It's just great to be a hurry. It's a great time to be a Kaniac. Yes, it is. And the team doesn't pay us to say that. We're just huge Kaniacs. Well, of course, especially, I mean, we're huge Kaniacs probably just if you could see our title alone. I mean, if we have a podcast on the Hurricanes, we're (laughs) going to like them. Yes. So, definitely. Uh, First, we're going to start out with some some NHL news because there weren't a lot of Hurricane news, which makes sense because the trade deadline is over, even though we did make a a trade, but it was more of a minor league type of trade, um, which we will get to. But uh, Daniel Briere is named the new general manager of Philadelphia. And, I mean, good for him. He's a for, former player, um, I believe, for them. I do think he is a former player. Isn't that right, Sam? Daniel Briere. Yeah, Danny Briere. Um, I'm actually a big fan of his. I think he's one of the great Philadelphia Flyers. Honestly, just one a great, great guy, a great hockey player. Um, a friend of mine, Alex Randazzo, and we plan to get him on the podcast and people he knows um, on the podcast. Danny Breer is just an upstanding man, and I, and he loves the organization of Philadelphia. He so. was one of the fastest players I saw, too. He was an extremely yep. talented skater. Oh, absolutely. Danny Breer, upstanding player, uh, good man. I think he, he it's great to put a man who just loves the team – Loves the sport, loves the city as GM. I, I've never really truly hated Philadelphia as a whole as a team. There's a lot of players that they've had over the years that I've liked. I really like James Van Reems. Like former players like Kimo Timonen, Chris Pronger have played there. Um, Mike Richards, Jeff Carter yes. have all played there. All players that I really liked have played in Philadelphia. Danny Claude Breyer, Giroux. Claude Giroux. I mean, they're a good organization. Um We'll see what they do. I mean, there's really a lot of teams in the NHL. There's really only a few that we truly hate, like Boston and New York. But um, I love to see what we get from teams like Philly. And I think you're going to get a general manager and Danny Breer, whose main goal is to just make the Philadelphia Flyers better and more competitive. And I think for hockey, for the organization, for the division, it's good to have a a competitive team. And I think Danny Breer is going to create that in Philly. Yes, definitely. I think um, he, he can create it. And I think what the Flyers fans want in general is they want direction because yep. Philadelphia has been in that what we call the mushy middle uh, for um, uh, the majority of the season, if not all. And if you notice in their history, especially in recent history, it's always been one in, one out when it comes to the playoffs. Yeah. One I mean, in, one out. And, and I think if, fans are kind of getting tired of that. They want a direction. I mean, for sure. And if you look at it, they're not, I mean, they're less than, let's see, 59, 69. I mean, they're 10. They're 17 points out. So even then, they're not really technically what you would consider out of the playoff spot. They're not going to make it this year. I truly don't believe that. But they're one of those teams where if you look at their record, they're 24, 31, and 11. They're they're not awful. They're not good, but they have pieces. And Philadelphia, in my opinion, when they had, I believe their former GM was Chuck Fletcher, he yes. needed to go. At the end of the day, look at a player, James Van Riemsdyk, right? What is the con? What, there is zero con of trading that player. He's got one year left on his deal. You trade him. You get the best deal out there. If someone wanted him and you retain, retained contract. 
I mean, gracious day, I would have, I, I would have traded him to whoever wanted him and gotten whatever I could. Because guess what's going to happen at the end of the season, Sam? He's going to walk. Yeah, and they're going to get nothing. And I mean, I kind of look at uh, this team. There are a couple of, to me, bad contracts on this team. Um, I think James Reemsack's one. Um, I think Kevin Hayes' contract is a bit high for what he's been producing. So I, it's just a couple of big glaring contracts. But uh, I just hope Philadelphia fans have a direction on where the team's going to go. And I think Daniel Breyer hopefully can bring them to that. Danny Breyer, John Tortorella, they have the makings of a very good team. Um, I expect them to be a good competitor in the Metropolitan Division. Again, I firmly believe the Metro is the best division in the National Hockey League. You have divisions like... Although I could see next year be the Atlantic being pretty good. I, I really believe that the Eastern Conference is the best conference in the National Hockey League. I mean, you got the Metro, the top three of Carolina, New Jersey, New York, and the Atlantic with Boston, Toronto, and Tampa Bay. And Boston clinched a playoff spot. Early, you got the rest of March and part of April, and they've already claimed to, they've literally already clinched a playoff spot. I fully believe Carolina will be next, but that's impressive. I mean, you got to think that's pretty impressive for Boston. Yes, it is. Uh, next bit of news that we will get to former Hurricane Trevor Van Riemsdyk for Washington, who's actually been playing very good for them. He's a plus 16, has over, I think, just a little over 20 points for them. He signs a three-year, $3 million contract. Good for him. Good for um, him. I wouldn't have given them that contract. I wouldn't have, but it seems like he's kind of starting to turn around with Washington, and good for him. Um, after the intrigue in the Islanders series, I don't think he was the same player for us. No, I think he was one of our better players on the back end for sure, and definitely, definitely in the cap series. I wish we could have kept him around. I think he's great, but good for him getting a, a – a three-year deal at three million. I mean, that's that's good. I don't value him at three million. But again, we're not we're armchair GMs, as the the fans like to call us. But you know, or like to call anyone who has an opinion on these matters. Um, but great for him. I've always loved the player. I like Trevor Van Riemsdyk. I like James Van Riemsdyk. Um, good for getting a good contract. Dude deserves. I mean, he he deserves a chance to be what he's doing. The only thing that's sad, he's on a he's on a team that's not good right now, I guess. It's kind of unbelievable to say a team with Alexander Ovechkin and Nicholas Backstrom is not good, but they're not good. I mean, it's just true. They're not going to make the playoffs this year. I believe they're not going to make the playoffs this year. Yeah, I could don't they? Either. Could they? I mean, sure. But I think Ovechkin's golfing after game 82. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I do think the same, too. So, uh, the next piece of news, Canes actually did make a trade, funny enough, but this was just a minor league deal trade. And for those wondering, you can still make trades after the trade deadline. It's just they cannot be on your roster. They can't play in the playoffs. That's, yes. the, that's the big thing. So, you can make moves, all the moves you want. They just can't play in the playoffs. So I don't really care about the move. It's not a big deal to me. Good for them, I guess. Maybe. So Kane's kid, Zach Dugan, who's uh, a 30 to 40 point score in the minor leagues for eight. And, and New Jersey gets a player in Zach Hayes who has really been struggling for Charlotte. Um, or my, Sorry, not try, Chicago. I keep struggling with that for some reason. My belief here is that this is a Chicago team that's really just trying to compete and get into the uh, – 
Um, they're trying to get into the playoffs. Um, but at the end of the day, I truly don't believe – I don't believe Kochetkov's going to play for him. I think he's going to be in Carolina. And you'll hear me talk about this as it goes on. I, I believe that at the end of the day, the best player in goal is Peter Kochetkov. I don't care anymore. I'm done with giving Freddie Anderson a chance. I'm done with Auntie Ranta getting hurt all the time. I don't want to sign. At this point, I don't know if I want to sign either of them at the end of the year. Their numbers are great. I'll tell you now, if I have to pick between Ranta and Anderson, I'm, Ranta. Taking, I'm taking Auntie Ranta. Yeah, I am too. He just doesn't lose, but you, I'm, he, he, um, he, you can't play him over a stretch because he will get hurt. No, absolutely. I mean, it's to the point where it's almost ridiculous how Anderson just keeps getting hurt. Ronta keeps getting hurt. But at this point in time, all I want is a goaltender who's healthy. That's Kochetkov. And I'm not blaming him so far because, again, we're, we're talking about the first period in New Jersey at this point of recording, right? Kochetkov, I don't blame him for the goals. Well, let's uh, f- get to our first game that we're going to cover, and that is the Montreal game. Uh, this game was, uh, I thought the Hurricanes played a, uh, it was a mixed bag, I thought, because I thought Montreal uh, had a very good first period, but I thought the Canes were able to get back to their form in the second and third period against Montreal, and it Kind of showed in the score, too. First period, the first two goals are Montreal. Uh, Bell, Belzile, I believe. I could have pronounced that wrong. And I think I did. He scores the first goal, and then it's Hoffman um, on the second. And it's Ronta that's starring this game. And then Ronta gets hurt when they have a chance to, I think, go up again. So, And then Ronta goes out. So then you're like, oh, boy. So Freddie comes in, and I'll give it to him. Freddie played a pretty good game in Montreal. I mean, he had to come in and, and do well. But he granted, he didn't start until the second period. But fortunately, who I really think has had a, a good week overall, Jacob Slavin gets the Hurricanes on the board. And that's what matters. It kind of That gives you hope to move forward, something that really hasn't been there these last few games, right? It's just this hope. So, yeah, I mean, Slavin gives you a chance. And that's one of the most important part. But, yeah, Ronta gets hurt. It was a great um, two-on-one goal, actually, because Stastny gets it up to step on, and he passes it to Slavin for for the one-timer, and they score. So that was a great goal. And then in the second period, you have Brady Shea uh, tying it up uh, from Pesci and Teravine. And so you're having your defenseman score. Uh, this game, which is good, but I think this was kind of uh, the signs a little bit that are f- we're not getting much out of our forwards. No, and that's the absolute scariest thing that we've got, right? So in these games is we played Montreal, Philadelphia, and the Knights. And again, when we played the Knights, we didn't score a single goal, right? But in this Montreal game, we have Slavin and Shea scoring goals and then a forward so two of the three goals that carolina scores well our defenseman and is that good yes that's fantastic yeah, we're leading the league i believe when it comes to defense and scoring goals which that's excellent and and i do think there is some truth in that there is um i mean there is a bit of a trade-off there 
I, I mean, if your defensemen are scoring a lot of the goals, it's good, but there is some trade-off, even though there shouldn't be a lot. Yeah. Uh, your forwards are not producing a lot. But if you go with Montreal, Philadelphia, Vegas, and currently with New Jersey, because now we're going to now we're waiting for the third period to start. We haven't had a singular forward score since. I mean, in the last, in these three games, we have had three goals on the back end and two, two from forwards. One from Frost, one from Svechnikov. And these three games, you know what that means? It means Aho hasn't scored a goal. Jarvis hasn't scored a goal. Tara Vinden hasn't scored a goal. I'm not counting the shootout goal. Gorgeous play. That still doesn't count as a goal. That kept you alive for KK to finish it. And, and to continue, KK hasn't scored a goal. Pujarvi hasn't scored a goal. Granted, I'm giving him all kinds of room because he's I new. am too. And as much as, you know, Gostaspear has been great, he's a back-end player, so I'm not about to blame. I'm not blaming anyone on the back-end because they're doing what they got to do, which is keep us in hockey games. Slavin, in my opinion, has been one of the best players in these three hockey games. Natchez hasn't scored a goal. Where's Natchez been? He's not been very good since, in my opinion, I don't think he was very good in Phil- against Philadelphia. He was not good against Vegas. I think he was one of the worst players on the ice when we played Vegas. So. Again, the argument we've made, and we've made it last season, and you and I before the podcast ever was created, the year before, this problem continues. The Hurricanes do not have a pure goal scorer. And what have the last three Stanley Cup champions have? A pure goal scorer, Kucherov, Kucherov, McKinnon. The Hurricanes don't have that. Or Rantanen. I think Rantanen can be a Rantanen, pure goal McCarr, scorer. McKinnon, Landeskog, Kucherov, Stamkos. What does Carolina have? Aho? He's not a pure goal scorer. He's not. Is he an all-star? Yeah. And in fact, I, I will do. fight. And I will fight anyone who says Aho is not an all-star because he is. But we don't see it here in Montreal. Carolina doesn't look good. Well, Do let's, I, let's, I, let's get through the Montreal game first because we will get to the problem of goal scoring. So, uh, Fossey ties it up against Montreal. Uh, that's great. Of course, I got really nervous, as you kn- know, while we were, watching this game. we were watching this game together. I was really nervous. And uh, over time, nothing happened. And I was like, oh, my gosh, we're going into a shootout. And it took 12 rounds. It took 12 rounds. It took a And while. it is KK scoring in the shootout to win it, which is so funny. You know, it's so funny because it's a former Habs player. And I'm sure if you guys notice who watched the Montreal game, every time he touched the puck, he got booed, which was so funny. I love I loved that part. That was my favorite. I love that, that game. I love KK, man. I, I really do believe. And, and honestly, in my opinion, I think he's still. He, even though KK hasn't scored this week, I still think he's looked good. I really do. I think KK's played very well. And he has earned accolades just from the fact that accolades, because he has just played. He played. He played a good game in Montreal, and he had a gorgeous shootout goal to win it. So, 
props to KK. Yes, and then we get to the Philadelphia game. Now, first period. Boring game. <laughs> was First period, I mean, I'm not going to harp on the Hurricanes. You go into the second period, one to nothing. In fact, I thought this whole game, I thought Carolina was really good. It's just Philadelphia showed a desperate attempt of yeah. playing very good defense. I, I thought it was more of Philadelphia's defense than their goaltending. Yeah, I mean, what do you expect? I didn't from- think their goaltending – I mean, we had chances, but their defense really limited our chances. They did, and I think their goalie looked very, very good. But what do you expect from Torts, right? One of the best defensive coaches in the National Hockey League. He he takes whatever the strength of the people he has in on his roster, and he just makes it better. And the Flyers are a good defensive organization. That's what he wants. That's what he gets. That's what he has. I believe John Tortorella is the second best coach in the National Hockey League. That's going to piss some of you off. I don't really care. I recognize greatness when I see it, and that's Tortorella. The only other coach who could have, like, but again, they're not coaching. They're now a general manager is Barry Trotz. I truly believe Tortorella is the second best coach in the National Hockey League. I don't believe Philadelphia is even as close to as decent as they are without Tortorella. But, you know, again, the best coach in the league is Rod Brendamore. And, again, I do recognize greatness when I see it. And if I feel someone's better than Rod, I'm going to tell you that they're better than Rod. But I don't believe there is. I don't believe there's a coach in the league who understands his players as good as Rod Brendamore does. And it's just crazy. What did Rod Brendamore say that the Hurricanes have needed the last couple seasons? A goal scorer. And they got one in the offseason to Max Pacioretty. Well, but I, I th- think he finally admitted it after we got eliminated against the Rangers. Yeah, and I think that's raw emotion. And he didn't say a whole lot after the deadline. That's fine. But I bet in reality that he wishes we got a goal scorer. I, I do. And and don't fool yourself. Don't think Carolina couldn't have changed New Jersey's mind. No, not New Jersey, but changed San Jose's mind to get Timo Meyer. They could have if they were willing to move a very particular player. But they weren't. Shame on them for that. That's fine. You're willing to hold off for... Not one, but two years. At least two. It might even be three, but I know it's for sure two. To get the player. Move him. Win a cup now, maybe next season. Get two years with this player. Sign him or qualify him at $10 million. Fine. That's two seasons you're going to get with pretty much the same roster. And if you win a cup this year, it means you can win a cup next year. Two cups. Make the move. Again, you and I have a probably similar belief that Carolina should have done more, but they didn't. I fully still, and I still believe, I don't really care about those two big goal-scoring games. That's two. Just two against really bad teams, to say the least. I'll tell you now, I do believe, I fully believe, and I firmly believe that the fact that they chose not to go all in with this roster at the deadline is going to come back to bite them. But we'll see. And I think Montreal is just a starting point. Your offense isn't scoring anymore. It's your defense that is picking up the slack, which they can do, and they have shown they can do, but you still need your offense to do it. Yeah, so, I mean, here's my take. I mean, Hurricanes, they win one to nothing against Flyers. And at that point, I was like, you got the win. But to me, that was when it started to show that offense wasn't doing what it's capable of. Because the potential is high. If you look at the our roster, potential is high. And I really think we should have, I think, done more. Because if, 
go back to the uh, the first season where we made it back into the playoffs. It, you had two, to me, two leaders, Stahl and Williams. Yep. And the thing about Williams is that he was able to play in the top six, and he was a veteran player. With a team as young as Carolina is, when it comes to the top six wars, they're very young. They're going to ha- if things don't go their way, they don't have the mental capacity. Now, okay, I mean, I, can they? Yes. But it's going to be a little bit harder to process mentally um, the confidence mm-hmm. when everything's not going your way. For veterans, it's been there, done that, got the stamp for it. Yeah. They know what to do to pull forward because veterans have more perseverance. And that's why I think they should have gotten more of a veteran type of player. If it's Sumamara, go out and get him. If it's, I mean, I don't want to say top nine forward because I do think they need top six forward, but even a top nine forward would help. You need another veteran presence. Jordan Saul is not enough. And do I believe that Yesse Pulio Yarvi can, can be that? I think it's possible, but is he proven? But he's yet? young. He's yeah. a young player. You, they you went out. Realize that they don't have the experience to um, when they have these um, offensive lapses. They don't have the experience to uh, jump over that and persevere. These veterans do. They've been there before. That's why you need to get those right veterans that have. And put them on your team. That's what made this team so special. You had Stahl and Williams. You got to get another one, but they didn't get it. Now, I think they did better than last year by adding Gossip Bear. And maybe a little bit of Paul Jarvi, but it wasn't enough. So, uh, I, I mean, mean, for sure, Kane's they had one to nothing. I mean, you know, pull your, I mean, adding, adding Gossip Bear. Look, they needed to add Gossip Bear no matter what else they did. I think that's perfect fit. I, I, I'm I'm going to go in right now. If the season ends today, if Gonsaspert does nothing else for the rest of the season, you re-up the man. Sign him again. You're going to have the money to do it. So sign him for sure, for 100% sure. Gonsaspert has been great. If he wants a long-term deal, give him four or five years. He's 29, I, I believe. Four or five years puts him to 34, 35. You're going to get his best best years of his career. Do it. He's great because in a couple of years, you're not going to have Slavin or Pesci or Shea. I truly believe Carolina won't sign at least one of those. So at least you've got Goss to spare on the books. And I think Goss to spare, Goss to spare can play in your top three, your top four, at least. Yeah. So. Well, I think, I think they're thinking Nick Kishkin will probably take over that spot. And here's the thing. I honestly think with what New Jersey gave up, we did not have to give up a guy like Nick Kishkin. I do. Yeah, I think that's I, I really do. I mean, I'm not going to critic to me my final judgment is going to come to when they are eliminated from from the playoffs. And yes, I do have an expectation that I think the Carolina probably out in the second round, in my opinion. Do I believe we should have given up Nikishkin? I, I I do. I would have. I would have if that meant Timo Myers acquired. I actually would have been okay giving up Jarvis if that would have been. Again, hot take. That's fine. I know everyone knows me for that. They know you as the level head, me as the hot take, but I'm sick of it. 
I don't want to be the Washington Capitals of this era of where we just don't do anything and we get knocked out in the first or second round. I believe we have too many good hockey players on this team. We have Ajo, who's one of the best playmakers and one of the best all-around two two-way forward players in the National Hockey League. He's good on the back end, and he can score. He can set up a player. He's probably one of the best passers in the league. Tara Vinen's one of the best passers in the league. Svechnikov's a good two-way forward, a good you know guy who's going to be physical. Jarvis is young. What is the one position, the one freaking thing we're missing? A goal scorer, and we're talking and we about got this it. a lot. And we got it, and Pacioretty. But what does this team do? They go get hurt, a player who just cannot help, just cannot stay healthy because it's, you know what it is? It's cheap. It's a cheap player they got for free. I dare this team in this offseason because I, I don't think they're good enough to make it to the Stanley Cup Finals. I don't. Again, I pray to God they prove me wrong. I pray to God they prove me wrong because I would love to be at a Stanley Cup championship game. I really would. I don't think they can get past the Devils. If this game now we're watching is any indication, and you and I are going to step away just now for just a second to watch the third, but right now it's 3-0. I don't think we got it. I just don't. I just want us to get a goal. NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat game parlay every day. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Opt in and place a same game parlay on any NBA game, and if it doesn't hit, you'll get the free bets back. Download the app now and sign up with the code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. See show notes for details. I just tweeted it. I mean it. A joke of a game. Vegas game. Look, we're just going to combine Vegas and New Jersey. Two games. Carolina doesn't score a goal. Carolina hasn't scored a goal since the first period. First, I'm sorry. First five minutes of the first period against the Flyers. Carolina hasn't scored a goal. But Don Waddell... And company said, we like our group. We're fine. Oh, come on. Stop it. Just stop. Just admit you're cheap and you don't want to go all in. You're content just making the playoffs. So you prove me otherwise. Nothing but a joke. Organization's a joke. Management's a joke. We'll see what we do in the playoffs. We just played the number two team in the Metropolitan Division. We got smoked three, three nothing. Not once. Not once did I think Carolina looked dangerous tonight. I mean, maybe you thought something different. I'll let you talk. I, I don't think we looked good tonight. I don't think we looked good against Vegas. I thought we looked better against Vegas than we did tonight. Oh, I agree with that, too. I think uh, this team looked better against Vegas, and I think they looked better against Philadelphia uh, if you compare it to all the three games. Uh, it's frustrating that they, they're going on this huge goalless drought. But if you look at this top six... It's very young, exciting bunch of players with high potential. But you need that 
Justin Williams type of player. But that type of player also needs to be a goal scorer. And the fact that not only do you need a goal scorer, but you need someone who's level-headed, who has won, who has been there and done that, to be in your top six. Because like I said before earlier in this episode, you need to have experience. I don't think we have enough experience on this team that can win a Stanley Cup. You have Burns, you have Stahl. I mean, Teravani, yeah, he won a Stanley Cup, but that was during his, like, rookie season. And you need someone fresh, too. Mm -hmm. Uh, Teravani's been on this team for a long time. I mean, Williams, uh, he he was instrumental in winning us the Stanley Cup and also instrumental in the reinsurgence back to the playoffs, but it was a fresh start for him. And you have had, just to reports, Carolina in on Tyler Bertuzzi. Outbid. In on Timo Meyer. Outbid. At some point, I'm sorry. Look, I love Don Waddell. I do. He's a great guy. One of the nicest people you're ever going to meet. I've met him. I've talked to him. But if but if Tom Dundon wants to win a Stanley Cup, if he truly wants to win a Stanley Cup, and he is telling Don Waddell to go all in, and this is his definition, fire him. You fire him at the end of the season if I, you don't want a cup. You well, fire I, him. You fire Tolsky. You fire everyone. I was about to say Tolsky, I think, is the one to blame the most because we all know he's the brains in this management team. You have to, admit, you have to commit. Teams that have won the Stanley Cup in the last three seasons, I said it before a couple of minutes ago, I'll say it again, they had a goal scorer. Kucherov, Kucherov. And then Colorado, basically everyone on their roster could score a goal. At some point, you got to score a goal. you got to have someone who can do it. You can't count on a player like Max Stomey to win you a Stanley Cup playoff series like he did against Boston. That shouldn't be a Max Stomey. That should be a Timo Meyer. I mean, again, this is a lot of just frustrations. Our team got shut out twice, back to back. They have gone one. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. They they have gone way too many periods without scoring a goal. The last time they scored a goal was the first period in the first five minutes of the first period against the Flyers. Unacceptable. If you think that's fine, if you think this team can win the Stanley Cup, I hope you prove me wrong. I don't think you are. I think we're out in the first two rounds. Because, one, if the Devils do win the Metropolitan Division, you really think we can beat Shesterkin? We couldn't score against Vanacek. He's fine. I don't think he's that great of a goaltender. We couldn't score against him. We only scored one against the backup to Carter Hart of Philadelphia. One. One goal. We have scored five. Um, hold on. Did we win three to two against Montreal? Right? Three to two? Or was yeah. it uh, three to two? Yeah, it was three to two, I believe. We have scored four goals. Four? And the last, Montreal, Philly, Vegas, New York. Four goals in four games. We've won one of the last four. Sorry, it was four to three, actually. Four to three? So but five I don't count the shootout goal. No. I don't count the shootout don't count goal. It. So that's so, so, three. So three, yes. right? So three, four goals in the last four games. Unacceptable from a team who's trying to win a cup. Look, you and I are season ticket holders, right? So let's just look at this from season ticket holder perspective for a second. How long are season – look – 
how long are season ticket holders going to keep buying tickets if all we do is just perform in the regular season, get to the deadline, don't do anything, say we like our group, get knocked out in the first. I'm sorry, Don Waddell, Tom Dundon, Eric Tolsky, do you think we're stupid? Do you think we're idiotic? I'm very thrilled that our first two games after the deadline, our power play went from the bottom half of the league to the top half of the league. I think we made good moves. I really do. Poyarvi is great for a future for the future. Gostaspare is great for the season. Is Gostaspare going to fix all the problems? No. Well, see, that's the thing with this management team. They like to go for those low-cost, potential high-reward players. We did. You've seen it with the KK deal, Poultry RV deal, Gossip Bear type of deal. They like those. But you have to show the commitment to going all-in, and they haven't. Nope. And the thing is, I mean, do you... Here's my question. Do they trust their scouting department enough to where, you know what, you guys don't need a first-round pick to be successful. Because here's the thing. There are going to be diamonds in the rough. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, I, I mean, you're not going to find one in every single round. But the, but the hurricane showed by trading for 12 draft picks. And not this past year's draft, but in the previous year after that, that's... Draft picks are like darts. Mm-hmm. The more you have, the better chances of landing a bullseye. So do you trust your scouting department enough that you can still try to find that without a first-round pick? That's my question to them. And, what, and, and don't forget, they traded away their first-round draft pick anyway. Don, what else? Yeah, like, they oh, did. we don't want to trade our first-round draft pick because, you know, whatever. I'm going to keep it PG. Bullpucky, okay? That's bullcrap, all right? This is ridiculous. You're going to trade your first-round pick to get a second and maybe another second or a second and a third just so you get a couple more shots at it? Y'all, that's called we're just going to stay competitive in the regular season to keep getting to the playoffs. Well, guess what? That building in Raleigh is going to be empty in the playoffs if you keep pretending that we're good enough to win a cup. Grow up. Get something done. And let me ask you this, too. Management of the Carolina Hurricanes. What if Nikishkin gets hurt? You just went from a player and a piece that could have landed you Timo Meyer, Vladimir Tarasenko, or Patrick Kane. I mean, granted, Patrick Kane didn't want to come to Carolina. So let's get rid of Kane. Tarasenko or Timo Meyer. You just... You just wasted an opportunity. What if he gets hurt? He breaks a leg. He's done. What if he gets hurt? Because he ain't playing in Carolina for the next couple seasons. He gets hurt over in Russia. That's it. He went from a top prospect to land to a player and a piece who could get you Timo Meyer to someone who isn't worth nothing. Well, I don't think an injury... To- defines a player. It's how you uh, respond to that injury. So it's going to depend on whether Nikishkin, on how he responds and how his body responds too, because there are just some players that uh, um, can't physically respond to past injuries. I just can't cut it. 
or they just can't respond mentally to their past injuries. So I don't think we have seen the opportunity yet, but I don't think injuries define a player. Um, but I mean, I don't know for certain, but I, I really do think, I mean, you look at that Timo Meyer deal. I mean, I don't think you, you had to give up a guy like Nikishkin to get him. But that's just me. I, I don't know the full details. But it, it is frustrating. It really is. Both M and I were Kane fans. It is frustrating seeing this team getting shut out twice. Not only that, but only scoring one goal in the past three games. It's frustrating. But the way I see how this game seems is constructed is you have a lot of young guys. A lot of young guys. I'm glad you're looking for the future. But, you, again, I'm, I'm going to say this again. I think not going all in by trading your first-round pick is going to haunt this team. Mm-hmm. I do. You telling me you couldn't get James Van Riemsdyk? He didn't get moved. You telling me you couldn't take him on? And you seriously tell me that that price was so high? You're telling me that the fact that no one else wanted him, you couldn't have made an offer and get Philadelphia to retain? Not when you're seeing all these other teams taking these players? Am I saying JVR? Well, it was reported that uh, the market value for JVR was very low, which is why they couldn't trade him. And I think that was Chuck Fletcher's demise of why he got Absolutely. Fired. That's definitely why he was fired. But you're telling me Carolina didn't try to make a move? Tell me Carolina couldn't come in, look, we can help save your job? We'll make a move. You can get another team involved. Arizona's got the cap space. Minnesota's clearly willing to take on some cap for this year. Tell me you can't make that happen. Is JVR the answer to all the problems? Not necessarily. But is that a player that makes you better? Yeah. Can he score? Definitely. Is he a good hockey player? Sure. Is he on a bad Philadelphia team? Yeah. Would he be better on Carolina? For sure. He's a good hockey player. Were there other players out there? Could Carolina have done better than Boston to get Tyler Bertuzzi? If you say no, you're stupid. I'm sorry. Look, you, everyone who listens to this podcast, no, I'm going to be straight with you. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to tell you how I feel. I have nothing else to say about the Devils game and about the Vegas game other than I'm ashamed of what the Carolina Hurricanes management's done. I do believe we're, at these last two games, hopefully nothing more than just a whatever. Sure. The best and the, bright, the brightest spot of these last two games, these last week, has been Pyotr Kachetkov. I sure as hell don't blame him again for the for the for the Devils game. We didn't score a goal. Not his fault. We didn't look dangerous. Vanacek didn't have to make any unbelievable saves to keep the Devils into it. Kachetkov actually made a lot to keep Carolina within striking distance of this game. Yeah, I, I I thought he responded pretty well after those th- three goals. I did, but again, you there's only so much you can blame the goalie when you're not scoring. Absolutely, for sure. And we're not scoring right now. And some of you are going to say we're overreacting. I'm going to be like, well, until Carolina has defied history, which they have not yet, you can't say we're overreacting. The argument then is on you. To prove why you're under and why you are why you are underreacting, right? Well, because I'm the last go- couple I'm, seasons, I'm not going to make any accusations. Uh, I mean, I, I think 
our message from this podcast is the fact that we have our opinions, and if you don't agree with them, that's fine. I, I think that's it. No, I think our opinions are... Um, we we try, at least from my perspective, to make educational yeah. opinions. And um, I mean, your dad, your dad so yeah. called you during the game, right? And he said he hoped one of us was laying into the Hurricanes. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna lay into him. I, I, I just, I don't think Carolina. I don't look. I love this team. I do. No one who, anyone who knows me knows that I live and die by the Carolina Hurricanes. Love this organization, thick and thin. Bad times, good times. I have loved this organization longer. Right? I've loved this team. So I have loved this team. My first time loving this organization was the beginning of the bad years. Ten years, no playoffs. And at no point in this time did I stop loving this team. And at no point will I ever. They could make the playoffs the next ten years straight and not get past the second round. And at no point will my love for this franchise ever stop. I will criticize them. I will, I, I, I will judge them. And I will tell them they are wrong, but I will always go to games. I will always be there, and I will always support this franchise. Because you know what's worse than having a team who can't win? Having a team who ain't here. So as long as they are in Raleigh, as long as they are in this state, I will love this team. Even if they move, I'll love them. But I want them to stay here. I want them to win, and I want to support them. And I will keep having season tickets through the thick, through the thin, through the bad times, through the good times. And I know you feel the same way because you and I are of the age where the bulk of our love of this team has been through the bad times. And I will, I will disagree with this management. You and I don't have a lot of really strong opinion. I, I really do believe, and you might disagree, but the Vegas game I felt was more officiating, was really, really bad. And I think that really affected the outcome. And, and, and I know you don't really like to blame officiating for outcomes, but I, I do believe, and, and a lot of times I'll criticize the officials. Anyone who knows me knows I'll criticize them. I might not blame them for an outcome. I do blame them for an outcome here. I don't like how the outcome happened in Vegas, but at the end of the day, you shouldn't be in a position where the officials have that much control over the outcome, right? And I think you would agree with that. You shouldn't be in a position where a call makes or breaks a game one way or the other, you know, right? I think it kills momentum and because it can. of just how. Well, and then again, the reason why I say that is because of just the fast-paced nature of hockey, of it today because i mean hockey today is completely different than what it was back in the 80s and 90s 80s and 90s it was a tough sport now it's still a tough sport today but it's turned into more of a finesse skill type of game today than it was yeah back in the 80s and 90s and look you and i both agree we love this team it doesn't matter if they're good or they're bad we love the carolina hurricanes we're just happy we had a hockey team in raleigh um do you have anything you want to say about? Uh, well, there is one player I do want to say about. He 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 was out for the game, and that's Fechnikov. Now, this all kind of started during the Philadelphia game where he got hurt. He came back for one shift, came back to the dressing room, but then third period, all, all throughout the rest of the third period, He'll tell that he was fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then during the Vegas game, well, I wouldn't say healthy. He he's just the kind of guy he he wants to play. If he's in the roster, he's gonna yeah. come out. And, and try. I love that compete. I think out of all the top six players, I think the person that has the highest compete, 
that you could argue to me is Svechnikov. Svech, now, I think Ajo yeah. has the most drive. I, I think if you want to tell me a player who hates to lose, the player that I think of is 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 Ajo. I think yes. there is no one on this roster who hates to lose more than him. <coughs> and and I bet that if you talk to Sebastian Ajo, he's going to tell he, I bet he's angry with what management did. I don't know. So don't quote me on that I know how he feels. It's just that we know he hates to lose. And if you ask him how would you feel if we acquired Timo Meyer, it would be that would be amazing, right? Look, at the end of the day, it is what it is. There is no one on this team who can punch, who can be physical, who can score like like Svechnikov. There is no one on this roster who hates to lose more than Aho. Which is why I think drive and compete's different because drive don't necessi- doesn't to me necessarily show on the ice, but it shows just how frustrated you can be when you lose. Yeah. And to me, I've never seen in anybody on top six other than Aho. Now, I think on the ice, I think Svetch has the most compete because when yeah. he's angry, yeah. he's going to show it and he'll get probably penalized for it. And I mean, at the end of the day, you're, you know, it, it, that shows his progression. From the Capital Series when Ovechkin one knocked him out, right? <laughs> I mean, you know, Kane fans hate Ovechkin, but you know, he just knocked him out, right? I think Ovechkin's in such a different position now from from that point to where we are now, and I love it, man. I, I do. Um, but you know what? We're 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 gonna we're gonna. I'm done with talking about those games. I, I hope I'm praying that they're just a couple. You and I are going to the Svet. Speaking of Svechnikov, we got a bobblehead night coming up. So I'm happy about that. We're going to the game Tuesday. We hope we're going to get a win there. They need, you know, we're, we we felt this game was a must win. They didn't do it. They didn't show up. They didn't look good. I thought this was one of the worst games I've seen all season. If Rod comes out and says that it was a good game, I'm going to look at him and be like, really? I mean, I know oh, you, might, you might feel like you have to say it. I'm going to. I kind of want to hear what. Brendan Moore has to say. Yeah. After that game. In my opinion, the only guy who showed up was was PK, Pyotr Kochetkov. I thought Pogiarvi kind of played a decent game. I, I, I have not had a bad opinion of Pogiarvi yet, but I'm also giving him a lot of slack because he's only played two too. games with Carolina. Yeah. Um, but you know what? Let, let's go move into the last segment here. Three stars of the week, Sam. You know. It's We're been a rough week, so it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a little bit hard on me to name It is hard, stars. but it's a new segment we're going to introduce. We, 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 you and I even talked about it before when we first started the podcast, and I think we, every now and then we've talked about our three stars. But three stars of the week, um, if you don't want to pick a hurricane, I'm not going to blame you. <laughs> Because I, I actually have one of my stars. Well, this is a Hurricanes podcast. so It is I a Hurricanes mean... podcast, but I'm not going to lie. One of my stars is in a hurricane. And that's only because I respect him more than a lot of players in the National Hockey League. But I'll let you go first. Third star. Uh, I would probably say it's going to be hard. I would say, no, I would make my third star Kachekov. Okay. Okay. Yes. I would I would make him my third star. My second star is going to be uh Slavin. 
Yeah, I think that's fair. That's going to be my second star. I think throughout the whole week, Jacob Slavin's been consistent. There, I can't really point to a, an area where I felt Slavin was bad. I think that's a good call. And to me, my first star is probably, and, and we just talked about him because there's a lot of leniency, but I, I, I just, I, I like what I'm seeing out of Poggi RV so far. I just am. I think that's fair. I mean, he's so, been tough, yeah. physical, and a solid I, hockey player. I just didn't want to put any top six players <laughs> in there because I'm very frustrated with yeah. him. I mean, none of my. If I had, I'll give an honorable mention to Aho just because of his drive. But yeah, it, he's gone two games now without a point. At actually, least, at least two games. Actually, a it's point. five games without. Five points. games without a point. You know what? That's, yeah, he that's needs. He needs, to, he needs to snap. At, yeah, snap out of that. When we go to the game against the and, Jets, and, he needs to and, and if we did a, you know, might my, my, be fun. Uh, three worst stars. <laughs> three of, worst stars of, of, of the week. Because to me, that'd be fun. Uh, because to me, my number one would probably be uh, Tara Vina, but <laughs> Well, you know what? I'm, I'm giving my third star of the week. Number number three for me has been Jesper Faust. The stall line just does their job. They're not there to score, but they shut down. The only common denominator of these last several games is I feel like Carolina's stall line has done decent. He has a goal in this last week. Jesper Faust, has, he, does, he, he quietly always usually has a pretty good game. So I, I like what I see from Faust. My second star is Piotr Kochetkov. I'm, I'm Piotr Kochetkov. I, I thought he's played so well. And again, like I said, one of my stars is not, not a hurricane. It's, it's Jonathan Quick. Um, Quick had a shutout against us. I That's thought, cheating. It, it I is didn't cheating. Do, I, didn't, <laughs> I, I didn't name any Philadelphia players, Vegas players. Look, Heck, I could have named Jack Hughes or Jesper Brad who scored you could, tonight. You could. You could. As one of the three stars. Look, you know, at the end of the day, anyone who's listened to this podcast for a while, or anyone who knows me, is I've, I've played a little bit of goal in, in my career, and, and I love goalies. Which is why Piotr Kochetkov, Anderson, Ranta, I, I just love goaltenders for this franchise. And I, I give them a long leash because I know the position is so hard to play. Um, but just a player like Jonathan Quick, who gets traded from a team he's been with his whole career, and, and I feel like that was kind of them screwing him over, just to see him come in and shut out a team like Carolina. I, I can't justify not giving him a third star of the week. I thought he played very well because I think Carolina, despite getting shut out, had a very good game against Vegas. If you put Vegas and New Jersey side by side, Carolina looked like absolute dog crap against the Devils. But they played their they played hard against the the, the Knights and they had a lot of good chances. But you you went up against a goalie who had something to prove. And to me, there is just no one on the Hurricanes who's played better than Jonathan Quick this week. Jonathan Quick hasn't lost a game for Vegas. Again, I follow teams in the National Hockey League pretty closely and players that I like. But I give Vegas my—I I give Jonathan Quick my first star. Is it cheating? Sure. But I love Jonathan Quick. Good for him. You know, good for him. I hate that we lost to the Vegas, but good for him for, for really coming to Vegas and not losing a game yet. So— Good, good for Jonathan Quick. We don't have to play him again, and we won't have to play him unless we make it to the Stanley Cup Finals. And again, I don't think Carolina will. I, I don't have a lot of faith in the offense of this hockey club right now. It's just overreacting, maybe. 
And I hope I'm wrong. Look, trust me, you and I both hope that I'm wrong. My emotions are overreacting, but I'm trying to make sense of all of this right now. That's my state. Yeah, and I hope I'm wrong. You know I hope I'm wrong. So um, I love this team, and I'll love this team whether we're knocked out in the first round, second round, third round, or win the Stanley Cup. Don't really care, but we'll see what happens moving forward. Yeah, and, oh, and uh, I, I, with this loss against New Jersey, Rob Brindamore has now lost 100 games in his career. So I think that's pretty good in general, though. It's taken him this long. Pretty yeah. good. And just for the record, when it comes to the Stanley Cup playoffs, who knows what's going to happen. Exactly. Well, I hope you guys have a great week, everybody. Have a good week. Enjoy, enjoy. Thanks for listening to the Kaniac Report. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss a future episode. Can't get enough of the Kaniac Report? For more content or to connect with the Sams, check them out on Instagram and Twitter at the Kaniac Report. We'll see you next time.